Straight out of Gibraltar, sponsored by Coca-Cola. Welcome to Straight Outta Gibraltar, bringing you interviews and all the best music from the Gibraltar music scene. Hey guys, welcome to Straight Outta Gibraltar, and we're back after a two-month hiatus, believe it or not. And in those two months, obviously, due to the fact that it's summer, you can't really blame us. We've been at the beach, we've been at the pool, and obviously trying to get over this crazy pandemic that we're still living. And besides the crazy pandemic that we're still living, the shortage of events and not, not that there isn't anything going on, there is a lot of things going on now, but the, we've been focusing as to what we want to achieve, at least in 2021, but this podcast had to continue and we thought, you know, let's just get this going. It's doing in good numbers already, so let's just continue where, where we left off pretty much um, with, with, which was with Chris Cortez a few months ago. So we can't thank Chris for that great episode and obviously for the band sound, obviously because he's a friend and obviously for the tracks that he played as well. So today's guest is something very completely different, and I always say not different because obviously because of what the, in the process and the formats entails. It's different because obviously she's half Gibraltarian, but it doesn't matter. Her roots still lie here, and obviously what she does, and obviously if you listen to her music with her, with her band, you'll probably think that's not something you would listen to on a local radio station, or even not even a local radio station, just listen to on the charts. So we welcome Caitlin Lavanya from Big Wednesday. Welcome, Caitlin. Hello. Hiya. <laughs> so how are you doing today, Caitlin? I know it's very hot. But... It's very, very hot. Yeah, I'm good. I've been um I've been on holiday for like five weeks now, so I'm I'm going back soon, which I feel sad about, but I'm I'm making the most of walking up and down Main Street and seeing all my family and trying to get some quality time in before it goes. The most important thing is when you do that and go down Main Street, you're allowed to bump into the main without actually arranging anything. That's exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we wanna if we go for a coffee, we we're gonna at least bump into three or four of my family, which is great. It's like the nice feeling about Gibraltar when you do that. So So like I mentioned, the fact that you have to return, what does it mean to you when it comes to Gibraltar? Obviously the the fact that we talk about the tracks that you chose are very local and emphasised, apart from the ones from your band, but the, the fact that you're, you're half local but see these bands, especially one of them that you chose, 
like once you play a track from, what's it like for you to come back to Tulsa or even to be here for only a few weeks in the summer? And to not just discover pretty much your, your roots or anything else, but to find out more about your roots and obviously about these musicians that you like. Mm. Yeah, I love coming back to Jib. I think um, a lot of people have got like kind of uh, from two places as well. They've got fam like fathers from one, mothers from the other, but they don't really visit the other place. They're, they're quite, you know, stuck yeah. to the one. We've been coming here like since I can remember. and. Um, it's every time I come back, it's just like, you know, we always go up the rock to see the monkeys, we always do the things, like, I'm 23 now, my, my dad's a bit like, you know, shouldn't that have stopped by now, we should stop going to see the monkeys and the dolphins, and that's all the stuff we used to do when you were younger, but I love it, like, it makes me feel like I'm home, like, this, I don't see it as like, I'm coming to my, to my, uh, on holiday every year, like, to the same place, it really yeah. does feel like I'm coming back home, and like, um, yeah, like it's it's strange. It's the polar opposite to Wales, which is my other where I'm from. Um, I just get a really warm feeling when I land in Jib. You know, you see yeah. the rock and you come out and see it. Like it's a new airport, and all of you. Like my my auntie Audrey's always there with a torta de batata waiting for me, and like <laughs> I've got loads of things like that, that that make me feel really good when I'm here. And obviously the sun's great, the weather's great, and yeah, just the the sense of. Every time we come back, something's changed. There's a new road, or there's a new block that's been yeah. put up. Or <laughs> there's um, trying to think of yeah, and, and obviously like there's a lot more events. Every time I come back, I've been older, 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 so I can come in and do my own thing. So I've been trying to you know message friends, saying what festivals are going on. It's been a bit different this year, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> They've all been saying this was happening, but it's not anymore. <laughs> but um, normally, you know, I come and do like the colour fest by the lighthouse one year it was really yeah. fun um i went to see breed in alameda gardens one year and that's where yeah. i literally i sat in alameda with my family yeah, no, that was like years ago this week believe it or not. eight years ago yeah. oh my god yeah yeah so i i sat there and i kind of went with my auntie and, and my sister i didn't really know the band i was even going to see um and then they played their cover of zombies by the cranberries is it yeah, yeah? and uh I, f I was like, I know that song, and, and it, I kind of clicked with them, and I thought it was such a cool like way of yeah. doing that particular song. And then obviously I went on Spotify, I found out more about the band. My dad was like, yeah, I don't know whether they're together or not, but they, they're from Gibraltar, and I, was, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, there's a music scene in Gibraltar as well. It's not just the place I go to on holiday, you know? Yeah. It's not just the place I go and see the monkeys and sunbathe. And <laughs> but um, yeah, and then from then I've just discovered all these other jib bands like Jetstream, and like, I, I love the way that even though they're obviously trying to fit a certain genre, there's a feel of Gibraltar in their music, like, yeah. because you can, there's kind of a little bit of flamenco stuff going on, there's like the Spanish guitar and like, um, and the rhythm always seems to be like at the front of everything Absolutely. that they do, which for me as a drummer is like, great. <laughs> that's what I was going to get to. Mm. The fact that you're a female drummer, would you say that's very pioneering, at least for you? Yeah, it's, um, I kind of always answer questions like this by saying, unfortunately, it makes me stand out that I'm female and I play the drums. Like I, I'd love there, for there to be a time where it doesn't matter what gender you are to play what instrument, yeah. you know, it shouldn't matter, you should have the same skill or whatever. But um, yeah, I think um, at the moment, because of where my band are, I suppose I am using it as a way of getting us onto more platforms and stuff, because yeah. it is unusual to it have is, a female yeah. drummer, you normally get singer or guitarist or bassist, but, um, but with Big Wednesday, um, all of us, 
kind of so Jacob, if you come to a live gig, hopefully one day we'll have so, a live gig. So we'll If you come to a live gig, you'll see that there's a few songs where I come off the drum kit to sing with Harvey, and Jacob gets on the drums. And Jacob, I will always say this, is a better drummer than me. Like he just is. But the way that the band works yep. is that he plays guitar because he wants to do that, and I want to drum and. And yeah, we, we kind of all swap instruments all the time because we all studied in um, Rose Bruford on the actor musicianship course. Yep. So we were taught from day one of that degree to just try and pick up as many different instruments as you yes, can. Yes, Exactly, yeah. So um, even though I kind of hog the drum kit a lot because I just love playing drums so much, it was it's so nice to know that in Big Wednesday, if we wanted to completely change up the sound or the way we did things visually, yep. We can just go, Jacob, get on kit, Caitlin, go on the bass, Harvey, you're on guitar, yeah. and then, but you know, we can swap around, which is really nice. It kind of, um, it kind of like gives us a free um, creativity with yeah. that because you any, it's kind of like anything is possible, you know? So that's really exciting. But it's really cool because it's, a, and like you mentioned, it, it could be a surprise for people that go to see you live because obviously, as I said, they're accustomed to maybe seeing you in the drums, then they see you perform, see you sing, they're like, why isn't she like, the new vocalist and why is he yeah. in the drum? But it works but with many bands, like Dave Grohl, for example, you yeah. like, he's such a great drummer and he's, he's probably one of the greatest drummers in the history yeah. of that genre in particular. Jacob's going to be so happy that you said that, because we're both obsessed. <laughs> I don't know you, yeah. so am I. But when you compare Dave Grohl, for example, the fact that he's such a great drummer when he was in Nirvana, then moving on from being with Foo Fighters, you actually forget his past yeah, altogether. Yeah. But when you mention to people, you know he used to be the drummer for Nirvana, they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, we got smacked, I'd mm. say. But obviously, the fact that you're a woman, and like you said, it shouldn't be a surprise, you know, it should be more focused. You know, there, there's this local drummer who actually won our award this year, like the Towards the Festival for Young Musicians, mm. uh, even now, who's out of this world completely. I mean, I'd love for you to check her out. Yeah. I don't know if she's got this or anything yeah. on Facebook or YouTube or anything, but I mean, she, I was blown away. You know, she's 18. Wow. And, Incredible, you know. I'm always amazed by drummers, obviously, because it's what I've been growing up around. My dad was a drummer and everything oh, else. Cool. So I've always been amazed as to how they do it, you know. And like, uh, how you the hand eye coordination. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what though? Like, you think that we're better drivers than we are, but obviously, like, because you got your two feet on the pedals and your hand on the steering wheel, I'm always like trying to drum along to a song and then the car's moving because yeah. I'm like, oh wait, <laughs> I'm not on the drum kit, I'm driving. But yeah, yeah. No, I'd love to check out. It's, you know, um, female drummers. She sounds amazing. She sounds so she cool. She is very good. I have to like. I'm pretty sure there's clips on Facebook. I don't really have a Facebook myself, but I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure there is yeah. enough to go by, like maybe online. I don't know if the Festival for Young Musicians was recorded this year either. Mm. So if it was, it would be great for you to check her out, you know. Yeah. And once we, us, we don't really have a say as to who's going to win our award, it's all down to the adjudicator. But once we saw her perform, you know, me, my, me and my brother, and of course, um, it's named after Jamie Mundigifo, who sadly passed away. Oh, yeah. And the fact that it was named after him, and when we sat next to his parents, uh, they say, well, like, definitely her. Mm. You know, and we were blown away. Yeah. And, uh, and that's so exciting to hear that there's, like, because when I was growing up, I, like I said, I wasn't really, I didn't really think there was much of a vibe musically or theatrically in Gibraltar. And I guess when I was growing up, it probably wasn't that much. But yeah. recently, it seems to have really, really, like, taken off. You've got the GMF every year, which is so exciting. Like I said, you've got colour festivals, you've got, you know, um, I went to a festival last year called Homecoming, which was another festival which is more DJ stuff, but um, it really seems like 
I always say that the people of Gibraltar are so like bubbly and energetic and warm. Yeah. You, for that to be represented in, in the thing that I love, being music or theatre, it's just nice, you know, to come and think that there's absolutely. a vibe for that here. And I would obviously absolutely love to bring the boys out and, and play a few gigs. It would be like, for me as well, because it's like my second home, absolutely. it would be so exciting. Touch and wood. Touch wood. We'll yeah. actually make it happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> when you talk about your band, obviously Big Wednesday, the fact that I, like, even when I first heard you guys, I was. Like, I always say stuff in the kitchen because it's the first thing that comes to my mind. But I was blown away because it's like you mentioned, obviously, you doing back vocals. I know even doing back vocals, it's very, I wanna, it sounds very instrumentally, if that mm. makes any sense. Yes, yeah, yeah. But uh, it, and at the same time, it's so good, obviously, because purely it's the most simple of lyrics, but it works. Yeah. And that's, I think, the trick to you, yeah. to you guys as a whole when you listen to the EP. Yeah. We, we, when we're writing, or Harvey kind of takes the lead on, on lyrics especially, and, and the three of us concentrate more on the kind of, I don't know, like expressing his, his ideas within music, and then obviously yeah. we all kind of just come together at the end. But um, we always talk about, when people say about the lyrics being so simple, but so kind of hard-hitting as well, yeah. there's, um, there's a song where we basically, one of the lyrics is just hurricane, and that's, yeah. and we just say, hurricane, and it's just like, it, it, it creates so many emotions in somebody just to hear one word, um, and yeah, I, I guess the lyrics are simple, but we always try and focus them on things that collectively we felt as a group, or like yeah. emotions we've been through, situations, experiences, and luckily uh, we were all friends because we met in university, we, yeah. we were friends before there was the pressure of being a band, I guess. Not yeah. pressure, but no, producing something exactly. more than just a bit of fun. More professional. Yeah. So, we, because we all know each other so well, there's a lot of banter. You know, Ryan's Scottish, I'm Welsh, the, the boys are from England, so there's a lot of like Celtic banter. Which I must have struck with you guys. Yeah, but there's always kind of like throwing insults around and like, what are you doing? And, you know, there's moments in gigs where things maybe don't go wrong don't go as we planned, like Ryan's bass strap will like come off and you'll have to play like on the floor, but we all just laugh at each other because <laughs> I guess being performers, you just kind of go, oh well, the drum kit's rolling off the stage, carry on. Like yeah, find a way of carrying on, the music has to kind of um, continue, so yeah. You can never take yourself too seriously, but so Oh, honestly, we, I, we've, <laughs> I'm fans of bands that are so serious and they're so like, yeah. You see them in interviews and you can barely get a word out of them. But with us, we're just like pranksters, jokers. Like we've said we cannot wait to go on a tour and just kind of experience that kind of, you know, yeah. band on tour type of uh, feeling, I suppose, and experience together. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't remember who it was, but I, I'd boy into it. If I do, I won't even say it. I'm not going to. Like to res I have to respect that person because it's a big time celebrity. But yeah. I mean, I, I remember him saying that in particular when they go on tour is when they really get to know each other. Yeah. And I suppose even with you guys, even if it's small gigs, like you, you guys have played around Camden, Islington area more or less. Yeah. But oh, the fact that you've played in those areas and just travelled from Wales all the way down. Yeah. Um, just th those maybe those trips been saying that enough. Oh, I've just learned what Jacob, Jacob's favorite food is, for example. Exactly. Something exactly. Something as simple as that. Yeah, and it's nice because songs. I know it sounds really cliche, but songs come from that, you know? Yeah. A joke, uh, an experience that we've had on stage, or... Um, 
and like you say, you know, bands get that from tour, and I think we're very lucky that, in my head anyway, we've kind of been on tour for the last three years because we've been doing the same degree. So on nights out, going to concerts, go, you know, going over each other's flats for, uh, I don't know, pancake day. <laughs> like we, yeah. we did all that stuff together. So we've got so many memories in the bank for, for songwriting, lyrics, experiences, musical stuff. Um, and all of us are writers, you know, um, yeah. in different ways. Jacob's just about to release, um, I think it's called The Kid and I. He's got like, an Instagram page and he's just about to release a, an album that he's been working on and also an indie album with his girlfriend who's also a musical theatre grad. Harvey's written a musical that's incredible called Penny Arcade with a friend of ours called Grace. Um, and, and they are just, they are just, you know, when you know your friends are just going to go places because yeah. oh, it was incredible. We went and all watched it to support. And Ryan's in a band called Tiberius and they're like a UK um, tech metal band, I think. I think I've said that right. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> and they, they've won awards and been all over the UK touring and they're amazing too. And yeah, we've all come from being able to write things as well as being able to express it musically, which I think really helps when you're um, in a band with four people who equally write. Maybe not all for, maybe we're not all great at lyrics or maybe we're not all great at coming up with a bass line or a drum beat, but we help each other as well because ultimately all four of us, I believe, want the band to go in one direction and that is kind of like up, you know what I mean? We don't want to kind of release a song that's a bit rushed or not yeah. well thought out, like we're, we're more about um, creating an atmosphere and a vibe, especially yeah. when we play live, like we want to create I mean, oh God, it's, it's giving me goosebumps, like thinking about, <laughs> thinking about the time that we were able to actually play a sweaty small venue in Camden or in Islington yeah. or, and um, we did like the Hope and Anchor where, oh God, I think, I mean, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure like Queen and like big massive bands have played there, or oh, the police, the police yeah. have played there, I'm a massive fan of the police and Sting and, you know, and... Um, you can actually notice that in, in, in your music as well. Yeah, the kind of like... In losing days, there's a part where it breaks down, and uh, we—I don't think we even realised at the time—but in the studio, I think it was Harvey added like an acoustic kind of um, chug uh, yeah. onto it, and with the bass line, it just sounds really flamenco and really kind of like well, Spanish well. sounding, which is great because because yeah, just um, that. yeah. But that's the thing—we're not too. Um, we I think we've definitely grown in terms of having a sound. Okay. I think we've got our own sound now, and we know kind of the style that we want. But um, yeah, I think I think as time goes on, we're not worried about that. It, like whatever comes out is, is okay because it's what we're feeling at the time. You know, you see bands that like, I know that not to not to diss Biffy Clyro because I love them and I've always loved them, but they just brought out a new album that sounds more like they're trying to stay in the charts rather than yeah. kind of or, you know. And, and bands do develop and that's fine. That's the problem. But like people, you have to evolve with the times. Yeah, so. you do, you do. You definitely got to do that. But um, yeah. I think the fun part of the next kind of five ten years for us is going to be sticking to this kind of feel and this vibe of our music that we've got and making sure that we um, climb with that before we can then evolve and, and people accept it then, you know, because they, they've found who we are first. I mean, so. for me, it's like, like you mentioned, obviously, but just seeing your friends and like being creative. I, I mean, I'm always blown away. Even, like, I, I'm not saying all of my friends, but the ones that I do know that who are friends, like Jetstream and After Hours and many other bands. Mm. I, I even look solo artists also, like even when I see them, as, even the ones as young as like Leila Bujaja, I don't know if you've heard of her, like 
I mean, she's got this, this country back with a dad of three other great professionals. There's no other word to describe it. But she sounds incredible. And I remember just listening to her first originals of like maybe, I want to say five years ago now, mm. almost six. And just listening to her originals, I was like blown away because I was like, if you were to play that and then you play something from country, from Nashville, she, sounds, she doesn't sound out of place at all. Mm. You know, it's, it, she'll fit right in. Yeah. She's actually on the way to Nashville to study this year as well. Oh, which, is, which I'm hoping, touching a lot of wood, she catches a big break, yeah. similar to what Simon Dumas has done with King Galloway. Mm. But I mean, it's a very hard world out there, unfortunately. But at the same time, especially now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all about trying to get out there. Like you mentioned, trying to find your sound. It, even like you mentioned the Bifiklaro factor, where they have to remain current to be relevant. If that makes any and sense. And also try and keep a part of their heart of what started yeah. them off. They've done it great. Like I listen to the new album, I love it, but it's different. You know, yeah. it's not what they originally sounded like. I guess. I mean, I'll never be accustomed. I remember listening to Bifikari. I just say even before they hit the big time, I remember listening to 57 and uh, yeah. My Recovery Injection and all these nice. songs. Puzzle and all the like. Exactly. Yeah. And I remember that was as early as 2003, just when I was in my early teens. Mm. And it's showing my age there, but hey. <laughs> but anyway, just uh, listening to them then, and then like I mentioned, listening to them now. Obviously, the difference is there. But still be for Clara. This even yeah. I just say Scott, even though they've got this new product out there, I'm pretty sure when they do to alive, they will probably still play the hits many of our mm. yeah. And obviously Captain or anything else, you know, and mm. any of the tracks, big big time hits, they'll probably still play it, but it's not the same. You know, no. you want them to be within the same I wanna say the same line mm. and keep it that, like, yeah. that line. Which is why I love Foo Fighters, they'll, they'll always be the same. Yeah, and I guess there's pros and cons to changing your sound up, isn't it? There's like, like you say, it's kind of new, fresh, you get new fans, you get a, a new kind of audience, but, but also it is nice to kind of keep a part of who you are, I think. And that's our aim, I yeah. think. We don't, like I said, we don't care what comes out. We, we're not going to try and aim to fit into a category. Like we're trying, we are a category. Like I, I know we're indie and I know we're rock and pop and whatever, yeah. but but we are Big Wednesday, do you know what I mean? Without yeah. that sounding like big-headed, like no, this it, is, that's, that's our identity. That's, that's our identity, yeah. 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 That's, that's the way to describe it. Mm. You talk about female drummers, but obviously it doesn't have to be, like we talked about gender specific. What drummers do you look up to? Oh, Phil Collins, Dave Grohl. Um, I think Phil Collins mainly because it seems like an obvious choice, yeah. even when you say to people who are not. Well, he is, he is eclectic, after all. True. Um, but like Genesis, like I, wa- I used to watch like videos of him drumming and um, he's just like, I couldn't believe when I was younger that he could drum the way he did whilst belting out a song. Yeah. And I was like, drumming's cool, but like, I'm, I'm lucky that I can sing. Why don't I try and like merge them together? And like, when I started learning how to kind of lock that in, there's like not another feeling like it. I think I said in the, in the, in the interview that I sent you a few weeks ago, like, the, the feeling of be, being in control of like a machine yeah. effectively in front of you and not, not even thinking about the groove you're playing because it's so in you that you don't have to panic about okay. it and then just singing is just like to put, like together is so much fun. Also very recently I'm, I'm <laughs> there's no other word, I'm obsessed with Heim. Uh, and I think it probably is because they're female and but they're sisters, there's three of them. I've seen them live and I think a lot of my obsessions come from seeing live videos and live things. Yeah. I never rely on artists that I don't trust can play live because I just, especially with the way the music industry is going at the moment, exactly. 
you know, you, you, you see people like and you get disappointed and people pay so much you, money. It, and you, like, it even happens with the best bands. It does. It does. Yeah. You know, I, I I was a fan of Coldplay, but I know I know some people are like, oh god, Coldplay's so boring. But I used to love them. My mother used to play them, I used to love their lyrics, their harmonies, the melody and grooves. Um and yeah, then, Coldplay often X and Y or and parachutes, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one one is going to be the Vida from album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After seven nine, that's about it. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, that's what I mean. And I only knew that. And then they brought up this new Kaleidoscope um, yeah. album, and a lot of people were like, "Oh God, they're trying to, you know, be in the charts and stuff." But I saw them live, and you know, they were so good. And the drummer of Coldplay is amazing, and like Chris Martin was bobbing up and down the stage, and they had these coloured yeah. lights on our hands and. It was more than just a gig. It was more than just music. It's it was, the experience. It was an experience. Yeah. It, it, it was like going to a theme park for the day. The yeah. adrenaline and every... Oh, God, it was just... And I, I said, you know, I'm sure the boys will listen to this and be like, oh, God, you mentioned Coldplay. So I don't think they, they're all mad fans of them, but I, I love them. Um, another one is, when I was very young, my dad took me to Birmingham to see Santana. And I've, I've grown up listening to Santana. Yeah. I, could, I could literally sing you any song that you, you know, or kind of mind the guitar to any one of his solos. Um, but I saw them live um, uh, with Beverly Knight, who... Um, she played with you, didn't you? She's on another level. So good. My mum saw her in The Bodyguard a few years ago. Oh, yeah, in London. she's done Broadway, I think, yeah. as well. And she was, my mum's blown away by Absolutely incredible, incredible singer. Like, the control she's got on her voice, you just, you pray for that. Like, yeah. wow. But yeah, she supported him. And then he came out on stage, and like a, a sheet on the back of the stage came down, and there was about six drum kits congas, bongo drums, a, a massive percussion section. And I, I a drum is quite dream. Literally, I was just, I stood in my seat and was like, oh my goodness me, there's about 16 percussionists on stage. Yeah. Like, without the guitars and everything else. And that, there was no feeling like that gig. So, Santana, Phil Collins, Dave Grohl, um, oh, um, Blink-182. Uh, Travis. Travis, obviously Travis. I saw him live in Reading Festival the year that Paramore played and, well, just wow. Like, I always look forward to the bit in the, in the gig where the drummer just does a massive solo and everyone kind of, sometimes people just go for a drink because they're not interested and I'm always like running to the front like, oh my god. <laughs> um, and it's nice being in a band with another drummer specifically. Like, Absolutely. me and Jacob always are like sending things to each other and be like, this is a cool group, can we like, try and do this? And like, it's really fun. I mean, I'm always flawed, like, even with local artists, like, when I've seen people like Stuart McLaren from Reach and many others, you know, and like, um, James Smith from After Hours and many others, and just look, watching them like perform their guitar solos, I'm always in awe completely. And then obviously you see like drums, local drums at least. Uh, Francis Pessino, I see Peter Shishon from who used to be a part of Breed. Breed, yeah. Yeah, and all these drum, local drummers. I think I actually saw him. Was he in the Almeida gig then? I think so. He he introduced me properly to a cajon for the first time because they did more yeah. acoustic vibe to their thing, didn't they? Yeah. Which is why I actually got shocked when I went on Spotify and listened to them. I was like, God, they're really heavy. Because I thought they were like the acoustic thing that they did. Um, but I saw him on the Cajon. And before you see people like playing a little tap in it and it's like, oh, whatever. 
but he just went ham on the cajon. And right. ever since then, I, I think I've got about three cajons now. I even use an old one as my bedside cabinet because it's just, <laughs> I'm like sense. hiding musical instruments around my room to try and like keep them tucked in. But um, yeah, I'm obsessed. I, I, I kind of came off kit for a long time when I was in Bruford because the actor musicianship course requires you to like dance and stuff as well. So it's quite difficult to be on a yeah. drum kit and do all the theatrical stuff at the same time. I can't, you know, as much as I'd love to dance with a drum kit. That's, that's where Congress come in. Quite, yeah, exactly. You strap them to you exactly. and you can carry on with it. Yeah, um, there's probably video somewhere of me with a cajon strapped to me trying to like do some choreography from Cats or something. But um, but yeah, uh, that's I came off drums for a long time and did that. And honestly, every time I come to Spain, we go to a bar or we go to San Roque to like a club. Like there's always a cajon there, and I'm always like trying to <laughs> trying to get on it and like pretend that I'm this magical cajon player from Spain. But no, it's it's, it's good fun. It's, it's really a talent, fun. I think. I mean, I I remember years ago I was actually at Bianca's with one of my friends, and he's like, you know what would be great right now? And he's like, what? I'm like watching maybe Stephen from Listening My Parent and Adrian Bosser from Area Fifty Two. You know, and it's like. Surprisingly enough, we didn't even know, unscheduled, they just walked past and they were having a gig right across the street. And we watched them play. I, I'm always in, I love Adrian to bits, and I love Steven to bits, but I'm always floored with Adrian, as with many other drums, my dad yeah. included, you know? But I'm always in awe, like, like I mentioned before. But Cajon is, like you mentioned, it's a completely different ballgame altogether. Mm. And to perfect that, and to watch that in, in a rock element, in a flamenco element, even in a pop element, it, it's surprisingly yeah. worked. It just kind of like gives it that kind of magical spark on top. Yeah. You just don't expect it to be in that sound. We've done gigs. We did um, a Black Fen library gig. They needed a band to go play the library, yeah. like an open mic thing, but they needed somebody that was definitely playing, you know? And we went there and we plugged in. And I guess it was like an acoustic set. And we did, um, and you know, however many times you do it live with the full kit and the full amps, which is great. We did Fleetwood Mac, um, The Chain. Good song. God, like incredible song, and it's mainly because Ryan gets to do the bass bit, you know, the like Formula One. It's great. Um, people go nuts in, in live gigs, but we did it in the library, <laughs> and I was on a cajon, and Harvey had his acoustic or electric acoustic guitar, and um, Jacob was like plugged in doing his like uh, electric guitar uh, solo, and Ryan was on the bass, and it was just like to do that song, which is so big. That small, but still belting out the four-part harmony. Oh my god, it was just, yeah, it was just, it was just so cool to do that, you know. So I think it's, uh, and and you know, um, Ryan doesn't only just play electric bass. Like I said, yeah. because of the after musician thing, he plays upright bass. So we can so easily be acoustic if we wanted to. Yeah. We can so easily go. Oh, we'll just do a whole set acoustic. That's fine. I'm if always blown away with acoustic bands. Like, yeah. I, 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 like it's, it's like you said, like. Even the best of bands, like we talk about Breed, not an example than that, mm. when they did that acoustic show. It's just so special, isn't yeah. it? You don't hear them like that. No, no that's a, even though the music is very instrumental based yeah, as mm. a whole, you know, like yeah, it is, yeah. the flamenco guitars and the cajon, even the drums are very influenced. But just the fact that you work with them in a more intimate setting, back, yeah, yeah. very strict back. I'm always a sucker for acoustic stuff, you know, yeah. when you want to unwind, it's always acoustic that you want to go for. Yeah. But at the same time, you miss the live stuff, eventually you won't be like, they'll probably, in my mind I was always thinking, you know, they'll probably throw the acoustic thing out the window and start playing yeah. live. there'll be a drum kit there or there'll be a... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And which is what happened, coincidentally, a few years ago, I went to see Taxi at the Sunwood, and just the fact that the performance is like, oh, it's going to be acoustic, 
just to go out the window completely, just to go home with the drums. <laughs> really? That was it. The game over, pretty much. But it works, you know, it's, it's one of those things where acoustic works in every setting, you know, but sometimes you need to appeal to the setting and the venue as well. Yeah. Which is, not, I just say, it's, it's a very unfortunate circumstance to do outside of gym, because obviously gym being yeah. so diverse when it comes to music, and obviously the venues, you can be called to open up a library or be called to open up a restaurant, and it has to can be any genre yeah. whatsoever. But obviously acoustic is what works. Yeah. It's the best way to go. And it's, sometimes it's got a lot to do with money. I know the first gig that we did, we just didn't have the kind of resources to get my drum kit there. Like, it was a bit... So I said, you know what, I'll take my guitar, it's easier. So I've taken a guitar somewhere, you know, it's easy. Put it in the case and you go. And it's a drum kit, effectively. Um, so we did... Our first gig was... I don't even think we had the name Big Wednesday. We, just, we was more like in college. Like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll put something together to yeah. fill a gap. And we played, and it was acoustic, and it was um, for Brewfest, which is like the summer ball of, of Lewis Boys Brewford. And we kind of, Ryan had his upright bass, and if you scroll all the way down on Instagram, there's pictures of each of us. Yeah. And we just weren't really plugged in, but it was nice, it felt like more intimate, I suppose. And it is nice to do that, yeah. but obviously there's nothing like doing the chain plugged in either. Like, and some songs work better acoustic and some don't, but yeah. I think the good thing about us, us is that we're quite adaptable. and we, we we swap and change things out to make sure that it works for whatever venue we're playing, basically. So yeah. 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 So obviously, we talked about the pandemic before. Obviously, <laughs> and I think the pandemic is pretty much ruining everything. Pretty much, I just say, <laughs> the, the, oh, ruining everything that's good in life, especially yeah. when it comes to live music. But in, in particular, because we practice what we preach. But at the same time, I think the pandemic, to a positive, can be used as more that more time has been used to actually create more music and that's what I've noticed at least with a lot of local musicians myself but mm -hmm. has that been the same case for you guys obviously like Big Wednesday released the, the videos stuck in the kitchen a few mm -hmm. weeks ago so obviously the fact that you did that was that due to the pandemic? So we already had the music video thankfully <laughs> recorded with our friends who were amazing um, we kind of used our after friends to do that and we recorded that in January, January or February, I think we did that in, um, pretty much before we started our um, musical Spring Awakening, which we were all involved in for our kind of de uh, degrees, the last performance of our degree. And um, we, yeah, we basically, we had it like, we had it like recorded, and we were relying completely on our friends who were into editing and stuff like that. We had no money, no budget, we... I think for costumes, we just had a Facebook group chat and, I, and we were putting pictures of, you know, Netflix, sex education, yeah. vibe, 80s, kind of house party feel, yeah. denim, colourful things. We were like, bring this, we're going to bring, I think I took three or four of my jackets to give people, it was very, very low budget and like to the point where the night before we were, <laughs> I think I messaged my best friend Lauren and was like, we need your fairy lights that you've got in your halls we need we need yeah. your big stringy fairy lights because we haven't got enough lights and we're like can, can anyone bring a disco ball we need a disco ball it's very 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 like student kind of but obviously like you say we, we wanted it to feel professional as well yeah. so we managed to get it filmed and it took more time than we thought because of covid and stuff but at least we were thankful that we had something to work on and to release that was like a bit exciting halfway through the <laughs> pandemic um 
other than that, yeah, like you say, we've 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 had a step out mainly, and it sounds really sad, but like social media is a massive part now, unfortunately, of trying to get your music out there and trying to yeah. reach new platforms. I guess is how I met you, and like you know, we're trying to push our music to as many different radios and podcasts and whatever. Because um, you just never know who's listening, which is, yeah, which is exciting. That, that, that's what we always say. Yeah, which is exciting. You never know what can happen. So we try and push as much. But I guess when we were just gigging, when the pandemic came, we pro- we would have just handed our dissertation. So we probably would have been gigging quite a lot in London and trying to yeah. earn some money and get to some good venues. And obviously that wasn't the case. So, um, yeah, we basically had to, like... Um, I guess we we did a Skype every week to check in on each other. First of all, to see how we were, because we're friends yeah. first, before anything else. We always say that we're like best friends, and then we do the music. So we, we were just like, how are you, how are you? I think Ryan was still in London, I was back in Wales, Harvey was in Brighton, and then he went to Bristol with his girlfriend, and then Jacob was moved home, like permanently moved yeah. home in England. So it was all a bit like, it's really scary, because we were so used to, to being literally down the road from each exactly. other, which is so much easier when you're going to gigs and stuff, especially with equipment and carrying things back and forth and things. Um, so we checked in with each other like once a week, and then we obviously were like, we can't let everything that we worked for just kind of stop, because you lose followers, you lose fans, people get bored, people are like, oh, maybe they're not doing it anymore because of everything that's happened. And we were kind of so determined not to let that happen. So we... Uh, I think Jacob and Harvey took over sending music ideas back and forth. I'd send Harvey lyrics that just kind of popped in, into my head at 4am. <laughs> just yeah. like, I'd, yeah, I'd just be like, oh, there's, there's a verse for something, maybe a shit, but have, have a look. Um, Harvey would send his little demos on his guitar, chord progressions. Um, and then, yeah, we were all just basically trying to keep in contact, keep pushing the music video, keep on top of... <laughs> We were laughing because we're basically running out of pictures <laughs> because we'd only taken yeah. so many of it us. Happens. And we were Trust like, me. oh my god. So at the moment, we're trying to come up with an artistic concept of um, um, for our last EP. We, we literally are giving all the secrets away in this. In this. this is hilarious. We, um, Uncensored. Literally, yeah. Um, <laughs> we got a bunch of flowers from, I think it was co op on the way to college one day, and we all had a lunchtime where we were free. And El Turner, one of our friends uh, on the acting course above, had an, a really good iPhone. So we were like, come, come onto the green with us. So we went onto like, the field in Bruford. We all got a flower and put it up against our heads and tried to look really Indian cool. So if you look on my Instagram or on our Spotify, you'll see there's a picture of us looking over like with flowers. It's just a bunch of flowers from Tesco or Co-op or whatever. So we're always trying to find like artistic ways of not spending any money yet. Yeah, because yeah, you can't. Yeah. You know, it's annoying, but it's also really good because you have to think outside the box. Absolutely. You absolutely have to. And I think COVID proved that. We had to kind of find ways of keeping our pages fresh and trying to get more followers. And a lot, a big part of what we've done over the last few weeks is we, we, um, we reached out to a lot of reviewers. Um, yeah. And we tried to get reviews in for our EP, which we probably should have done last year when we released it, but we were busy with college. So we're doing it now in, it's in terms of we've made these contacts now. So when we release our next single, which we think is going to be Cindy, which is a new song that we've written, um, we think we're going to be releasing that. Hopefully COVID, COVID um, providing it, allows, it allows us to do it. We're going to be releasing that before Christmas. So that's a single then that we can yeah. get more reviews for and hopefully create a bit of a buzz and give people like something to look forward to and listen to and, and tell us what they think. Because I guess 
it, we haven't released something now for quite a while. <laughs> but I guess it's because of college, third year in university, like things have been crazy, crazy. But hopefully when we all get back to London, which we are hoping is in September, we're going to get the recording studio on, on the phone and we're going to be like, can you do us a deal? Because <laughs> we're poor and we want to record. And then we're going to try and do that. And at the same time, being actors really helps because we've not only got musical kind of um, contacts, yeah. we've got the acting world as well. That pe- we know people you yeah. know, that can help us. Maybe the music can end up on a TV show yeah, for Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. And we've talked about actually writing some kind of like series where, about a band that play it, like, kind of like what the Beatles did with the yeah. films. Yeah. Um, so we've talked about doing that type of thing too. Why not? You know, it's entertaining to put on our Instagram yeah, and stuff, so absolutely. YouTube. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, we're going to get Cindy out with a music video straight away. So we're, we're going to go wham. <laughs> we've been, we've been quiet. We've Here's been, the package. Yeah, what? basically like boof. Yeah, we're gonna, that's what we're aiming to do. But a lot to look forward to. I hope so, yeah. A lot to look forward to. Yeah. I mean, we're going to play those three tracks from the EP now. Woo-hoo. Obviously, we're going to play uh, the songs that we chose were Melon Diesel was the set. Yes. And obviously, because you mentioned it before, we're going to play I think it's only fair that we do. The Cranberries version, yeah. uh, the cover of Zombie by Green Sound Sounds. So we look forward to talking to you more yeah. eventually over the, in the next few months. There's a lot to cover, a lot of ground to cover eventually. We hope, and like we said before, touching a lot of wood, <laughs> we can bring you over to support oh, the band. It'd be great. Love that so much. And it, if this pandemic does lift off and I'll just bugger off at the same time, <laughs> I'm just hoping. It'll, it'll go away soon. I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. No. Unfortunately, the arts are suffering. We're suffering as a, as in our own right. But this is why these podcasts help. You know, we want to know what local artists are up to, and not just what they're up to, but to actually talk about local music and even the, get to know them a bit more. So yes. let's just give it that. Okay, then thank you for your time. No, thank you. This has been great. It's been really good fun. It's, uh, obviously, it's a pleasure for us as well. So yeah. we're going to play those songs like we mentioned. Do check out Big Wednesday they're on Facebook, then Instagram, then Twitter. And Spotify, iTunes, you name it. Amazon. Everywhere. <laughs> you name it. Yeah. You name it, they're, they're there. But we're just going to play those songs. We just hope that you like them. And if you do, don't forget to purchase it. Even stream it helps. It yeah, yeah, yeah. We understand if you can't buy it, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun for us to discover music such as Big Wednesday and obviously to discover new artists along the way and new bands as well. So we'll be back hopefully in two weeks. Obviously, because next week we won't be in Gibraltar. Uh, but the fact that we won't be in Gibraltar, obviously we're taking a little bit of a break before school starts. And once school starts, if it does start on the 1st of September, we'll be back with Totally Local, which we're very grateful that it's going to be continued to be sponsored by Chestertons. Thank you to Lisa, thank you to, to Mike from Chestertons for the great sponsorship and the great trust. But anyway, before we get carried away, we always say keep on supporting local music, because when you do, it's keeping local music alive. That's very important more than anything else. So thanks for listening guys and more than anything else, we'll see you in two weeks. Take care and thanks for listening.
Oh 
been lying in the windfall. Postcards piling up on all sides And through the crackle of a phone call A string of words you use to hang your goodbyes Talk is easy in the wrong place Choose yours every time The distance makes the heart grow stronger Strong enough to leave a good song behind I'm writing this song The notebook it gave to me Pages and pages of love songs That could have been
Thanks for listening. Never miss an episode by subscribing to the show wherever you access your podcasts by searching for GLMS Podcasts.